Welcome to season two of The Brit, starring Morgan DeRose and Caitlin Ray Renze. In our first interview, we are going to be sitting down with Alpha Kappa Alphas, also known as the AKAs, a new sorority here on Albion College's campus. To start off, welcome to The Brit. We're very, very, very excited to have you guys here with us today. Um, so just to begin, what are Alpha Kappa Alpha's values? So the values of Alpha Kappa Alpha um, are our five basic tenets that have not changed since our inception in 113 years. Um, so they are to cultivate and encourage high school elastic and ethical standards to promote unity and friendship amongst college women, to study and help alleviate problems concerning girls and women in order order to improve their social stature, and to maintain an aggressive interest in college life, and to be of service to all mankind. So I've seen you guys hold a bunch of different events all over social media, which is awesome. Uh, What is your philanthropy, and uh, what are some events that you're looking forward to this fall? Okay, so I think that's when most people get confused about um, our sorority in general. We don't have a specific philanthropy. We have um, five different targets that we do every year. Um, not every year, but every four years. And they're, um, they're just five different things that we focus on. And we do events for these um, throughout the entire year. And so these five targets are um, HBCU a, um, for Life, A Call to Action. The second one is um, Women's Health and Wellness. The third one is um, Building an Economic Legacy. The fourth one is The Arts. And the fifth one is Global Impact. Um, so then do you do specific events to promote those things or what do you do within the chapter to promote those? Get our five targets by um, doing a ski week, um, which is something you guys um, probably you'll well not probably, but you are going to see um, us do a ski week sometime this semester. And we um, take five days out of the week, which is why we call it ski week. Um, um, for each day, we um, do a, um, a specific target. So, for instance, um, we go by a line number. So, Layla would be the first to, um, mm-hmm. to do her target because she's HBCU called for life. Um, but I would be the second person because that's my area, area of specialty, women's health and wellness, because I'm going into midwifery, so I chose that one. So, we all, like, have our own areas of specialty that we, um, that we work in. And so, we all have that one day where we just work on that target and do events for it. So then, do you guys have any specific plans for the coming semester um, or any plans for the coming years? So some of our goals for um, this year is to um, add new members to increase our abilities in like um, doing a business of of AKA because um, we have so many roles inside of the sorority that not having enough members would make it so much more harder to maintain a very strong um, chapter. Um, We also want to adopt an... um, adopt an elementary and middle school near the campus to carry out our program targets. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to adopt a highway as well in front of Albion College to help keep the community clean. Um, and we want to do this through cleaning the street as a community service project. Um, and we also want to do something with um, the National Housing um, Authority of Urban Development um, initiatives and adopt the housing development to provide services to single mothers, children at risk, senior citizens, women survivors, and homeless persons. Um, 
And to start this initiative out, we will be honoring single moms on Valentine's Day as Valentine's heroes. Um, as part of a national initiative with um, HUD, providing flowers and chocolate and um, maybe a massage. We'll see about that. Social distancing. Social distancing. Six feet. Six feet. Six feet massages. <laughs> Um, before we go on, uh, wow, that was really powerful. Kind of brought the tears a little bit. Well, God, that is, like, that is really awesome to hear that you guys are going that far and, like, doing that much for the community. Because I think a lot of people have time uh, that is not spent actually caring. So, yeah. Yeah, it's That's amazing. Awesome. Um, so, uh, is AKA recruitment going to look different due to COVID restrictions? Uh, how do you guys think it's going to be different? And um, what are some takeaways that you've had from this past year? How is recruitment for you? So yes, due to COVID, our sorority is on a strict virtual only mandate. So leadership and sorority training and workshops will be held virtually as opposed to being live. The rush will be held like via Zoom as opposed to being in person. Since there isn't much movement on campus, the flyers will, to notify like the interests, they will be emailed or they will be posted via Albion internal communications. And for our experience, with it being virtual, I would say it made us closer. Um, closer than ever, because at this at that point we had to rely on each other. You know, COVID makes things harder. Um, you're not usually able to see each other. So us doing that with COVID and everything, I would say our experience was like, we became more than just sorority sisters, we became family. Wow, I'm really glad that you guys have been able to find ways to stay connected and to bond with each other while being away from campus and uh, having to meet virtually. So then, um, how can interested students find out information about AKA? So interested students can find information on our national website, aka1908.com slash membership. Uh, from current members, they'll be tabling at the KC this Thursday from 10 a.m. to 3, I believe, or 10 a.m. to 4. Um, plus, participating in recruitment week activities, they'll be virtually starting February 8th to February 14th, Valentine's Day, best mm -hmm. holiday. Um, they can also follow us on our social media, aka underscore Sigma Zeta, for when events will take place. That is where we post all of our events from virtual to when COVID ends and is gonna be live. Um, we are very excited for recruitment. I have not seen more people excited. We were like, oh my God, let's do this. Yes, let's have a table in the KC. Yeah. Let's meet these girls, let's do all of this. Um, finding ways to just get um our names out there and everything um so i would say pretty excited and i just want to add on to that um so we're, we're really just trying to make sure that this chapter is in the best position possible. By me also being a graduating senior, as well as Layla and some of our other members, we want to make sure that this chapter is left, left in the best position possible and that it doesn't ever disappear from campus again. Because there are, like, Black women, not only, and it's not only for Black women, but there are Black women on this campus who feel like they don't have a place here. 
and I don't ever want them to ever feel like that again. So, like, you know, I feel like this sorority gives them a place that, to call home mm-hmm. for those who do want to be a part of this. Uh, if I could add this question, Morgan, how do you guys feel about um, Kamala Harris being elected as a former? <laughs> <laughs> That, that is, is our soror. We are like so excited about that. She's the first, not only the first black person, but the first woman to ever be vice president. Like, and that's something that we, we we're just so proud of. Our sorority um, established a day for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the um, National Com- Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris Day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So it's like she when she decided when she became vice president, like Cree said, not only she became the first woman she became the first black woman she became the first native woman she became the first asian woman so she just just skipped over all of that and was just like yes i'm here and with her being a part of the sorority that just made it so much better and we are going to continue to celebrate her from here on out so we are very proud of her um what day of the like what day is her uh, day it's the, on um, January 20th. January 20th, the day she got inaugurated. inaugurated. Nice. nice. That's amazing. So, there you have it. Some really great insight into the happenings of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority here on Albion's campus. next interview, we are going to sit down with Erin Lewis, a sophomore who peer mentors at Albion College. We are also going to have a special co-host, Aura Ware, a fellow editor and writer at the Albion College Pleiad. So to begin, um, welcome and thank you for being on The Brit with us. Um, we were just wondering um, how you felt when they announced about the MLK series. Um, so yes, I was excited to hear um, about the MLK series. I think it was really important, um, especially during um, times like now, especially for LBM to take a stance and be able to um, vocalize um, support for the African American community and also um, kind of highlight um, different Black or African-American people and what they do in different um, areas of things. So I think that was really important. I was excited to hear about it. Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, I saw a couple of your Instagram stories and I noticed that you were um, very avid at promoting the series. So uh, I guess our next question, did you attend all of the series? And if so, which one was your favorite? I actually was not able to attend all of the series. Um, but I think the most um, important one to me, or I guess my favorite that I was able to attend was this last one with, um, let me make sure I pronounce his name and get everything right, with Malik um, as a sports broadcaster. I think what he talked about in terms of implicit bias and microaggressions that he personally faces in his um in his job and what he does was really important to talk about um, because I think it, a lot of people don't necessarily talk about microaggressions and how um, they are played out in 
in any um, professional role and how that can affect you in your job and your performance and everything like that. So I thought that was really important for him to talk about and kind of um, make light of and give insight to. So, How do you think the series connected back to MLK? So I think the series ultimately connected back to MLK in a way that he fought for... Um, for African-American rights and just for African-Americans to to be able to excel in what they do and have the, and like overall have the same rights as everyone else. But I think it was important that we highlighted people in all different professional facets so that um, they could share their experiences. Um, as I know, there was a doctor, there was, like I said, the sports broadcaster, um, I think there was a chef and there was there was many different facets that were included in this series that helped show the progress that MLK's work has done and the advances ha that it has made for um, African-Americans in today's society. But I think it was also important because it highlighted the work that we still need to do in order to um, be completely equal and to not have the oppressive natures that we often see in professional work and all those different facets that um the people talked about yeah could you could you expand a little bit on on, on what work you were talking about yeah so um specifically with like microaggressions i think is really important implicit biases um, like I noted with the one that I thought was my favorite, um, I think it's really important to always note that we have these preconceived notions and um, against different um, races, different cultures, and we all inhabit them. And I think it's important for us to face them and to be as raw as possible with ourselves um, and challenge ourselves in those because they do unfortunately um they can discriminate against other people and we're so unconscious to that i think that um like i said it's important for us to face those and then i know in um a couple other ones just in terms of struggles in um what they faced in their professions as african americans and what kind of um uh, like I think implicit was the most important thing that people talked about, especially like I know with the doc, you talked about that. So yes, facing those biases that we have and being able to address them and um, know that we have them and work on them. Definitely. And I like how you tied that back to MLK because, you know, MLK was all about bringing people together as well as making sure that they had opportunities that other people may not have may not have had. Even people in the African-American community who have, you know, climbed that ladder and have these opportunities that maybe other um, communities don't. And he made sure to, um, you know, not have that gatekeeping and keep the floodgates open. Right. Right. Um, so then... After the series was finished, did you feel as if most people were also as fulfilled um, about its outcome as you were? So um, I know that since it was hard for people to tune in or for people to know that it was happening. So um, personally, like after 
listening and everything, yes, I am fulfilled, but I would like to see, I would have liked to see more people tune in, more people to have gotten that message and those messages that were um, portrayed throughout the series. But overall, I think if it, if we could advertise it more and have it be more, um, or just make people more aware that it was happening, I think that would have helped for fulfillment and understanding of African-American culture and the um, personal problems that we that we face as African-Americans in society today. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really agree with you. And uh, I definitely think the point that you drove about uh, fulfillment um, is definitely something that they're going to talk about in future MLK series, which I am sure they're interested in. What is something that you would recommend for future MLK series? Yes, absolutely. So it obviously with COVID right now, it's really hard. I know people go throughout their day on online classes or Zoom calls. So I think people struggle with doing extracurriculars um, on Zoom and that kind of thing instead of having that in-person connection um, or going to some place and like listening to someone speak um, right in front of you. So hopefully I would like to see after um, COVID kind of dies down and we get to a different place that it will be in person and that we can invite these speakers to Albion and have like a sit down in a in-person discussion because as much as um, Zoom and technology has helped us, it definitely takes away from the interpersonal connection. And I think there will there would be a lot more um, fulfillment and also um, people who would show up to listen to these people speak, um, knowing that they were on campus and in person. And I also think that um, just with everything that's going on, there would be a bigger turnout if we were able to do things in person. Yes, absolutely. I definitely can appreciate, like I said, for the first question, Albion College's commitment to um, like highlighting um, the African-American experience in different professional um, professional jobs. And so I definitely think it was very cool of Albion College. And I know Vanessa Jackson also was kind of like the host, the co-host of it. So I definitely can appreciate their um, their desire to do that. I agree with it and you know expanding on that I would love to see these this series expand to something more um you know like workshops classes things like that or even if they you know get a chance to come on campus that they give people you know physical tools um books things like that that they can take away from this and you know do what they can with it Yes, and actually expanding on that too, I would love to see um, it go into Black History Month and have series talking about all different kinds of things. I know we talked a lot about the professional aspect of it, but I think there's a lot more we can delve into with Black History Month in these series and um, like you said, get tools and books and tips and things like that um, on how to be successful as an african-american at when we have so much against us already so i think that's that's something i would like to see as well yes that's well put i believe that uh i believe that this is going to expand our knowledge and really challenge us to think more deeply about uh, african-american and black rights 
All right, that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. We are so excited to be back here with you guys, and we are really looking forward to releasing a new episode of The Brit in the next couple of weeks. So, until then, stay safe, stay warm, and go Brits! Thank you.